Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Frenzy. Hey, hello, everybody. Welcome to Fantasy Football Frenzy. Obviously not Corey Parson. He's off today. Matty Moe in the house. What's happening? It's kind of like old school how we used to do it. It's uh, fun how we used to be next to each other. And how about Jakey Jakey? <laughs> the Beast is back. What's up, Jake? What's going on? Yeah, I'm actually kind of annoyed. You can't, I can't even see the shirt that I wore. Like, it's, it's, I got to get a camera to move down. So move the camera down. It's on your computer. Yeah, okay. It's still, so you would get like from here down? It might yeah, be better. Just, uh, just do it, Jake. Come on. Or actually do the show. Just go back as far as the, just, the cord will just, take you. Just just keep like like this for the entire show? Yeah, we can't, it looks like a piece of poop. It looks like a digital piece of poop. Just wear the it's shirt a, and nothing else. It does it's look, actually Mario in 8-bit. Uh, that's why I was rocking the fun shirt today. Oh, so the red kind of blends in with the red shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a good shirt, Jake. I'm sorry. That's uh, disappointing. Oh, well. How it's, far back can your chair go? Uh, not very far. Like here's the wall. Like this, where my hand is, is how far back it is. I can't really tell that either. Yeah, it's not depth is all messed up. It's no a Manny Machado uh, bobblehead. Yeah, no, Delmarva Shorebirds. We'll never forget. Never forget. <laughs> On today's show, we're gonna dip into some ADPs. It's July. It's time. Woo-hoo. Uh, you know, I want to start right off with I think one of the most controversial ones in a way. Andy Singleton in our mock draft that we did last week, the greatest fantasy football mock draft ever. Uh, it took Saquon Barkley, some would say a little earlier than others would. I pulled up the NFFC ADPs, which I'm sure you've been swimming in. Um, so here's basically how it breaks down for those of you who are just still clearing the cobwebs. Gurley Bell, Johnson, Ezekiel Elliott, Alvin Kamara, and Antonio Brown are all kind of like the top six on their own level. Um, even if you min pick, all of them have been taken first in NFFC drafts. Saquon Barkley is, is the next guy up with a 6.72 ADP. Um, Antonio Brown's got a 6.06 ADP. I guess, you know, strategy plays a little into this. He has not been taken first. The highest he's gone is third. Uh, Matt, let me start with you. What's with all the Saquon Barkley hate? I mean, we've seen rookies come in and make humongous impacts before. So, uh, I mean, taking I don't, a four too early. I don't hate it. I'm just David. We've seen David Johnson do this before. So you have someone that's accomplished it. It was a wrist injury last year that kept him sidelined for the season. Sure. Where, we're predicting, we're forecasting Barkley to get everything and to be that good, but somebody's already done it. So, I mean, I would have went Johnson. I think after pretty much Bell and, say, Gurley, I think Antonio Brown's the guy that deserves to go, and you can even make the case in a full-point PPR that A.B. could even be as high as 1-1. Jake, uh, are you, I mean, you're covered in Saquon Barkley gear over there. What are your thoughts on Saquon? <laughs> Yeah, look, I have Saquon Barkley for about 1,700 total yards, but I'll even take it a different direction than Matt, and we've seen it before because you'll get the people I always push back on the, this guy's never played in the NFL, which every rookie in the history of football has never played it down in the NFL. So to take it to Matt's point and go a step further in a different direction with it is with David Johnson, he has the chance where there's an outcome of him being the number one running back in fantasy football. If they really do use him 30 times a game, 
he could pass Le'Veon Bell. Go back to Ezekiel Elliott's rookie season, and even the best-case scenario for Saquon Barkley, the the best you're probably going to get is maybe third. That That's the real difference is David Johnson could be number one. Saquon Barkley won't be number one. Maybe next year we can talk about it. That's a very declarative. I mean, there's a chance he could be number one. You can have an Ezekiel Elliott. Remember Todd Gurley, second half of his rookie year? It was the, amazing. You know, if everything aligns and all that, I, I think it's fine. Look, everybody wants that running back. So that's the way it's pretty much gone. It's The first six picks are usually a running back. Maybe Antonio Brown gets sprinkled in somewhere there. And then, you know, then you go from there. I get it. I get the you want that security of that guy that's going to touch the ball circa at least 30 times a game. Yeah. So I don't have a problem with that. Uh, but once you get past that, and Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara was fantastic on a limited basis. Yes, he was truly elite in his ability to score. There's going to be touchdown regression if it's the same workload. You're going to assume there's a bigger workload with Ingram out for four games. And maybe Ingram, when he comes back, never gets the share that he had last year if Kamara shows. But isn't that scary? Ingram coming back are the scariest words that any Kamara owner should. Not, not necessarily. If you look at what he did last year and you think he's going to get, say, a, a bit of a bigger load. There's always been a, 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 a committee of a backfield sure. in New Orleans, but they've always finished pretty much one or two. We always yeah. used to be able to separate the two of them too, right, Jake? It was always like the pass-catching guy, the Darren Sproles, the Pierre Thomas type, and then the running back. And now it's like they have two running backs. It's a different yeah, kind they- of backfield share. But uh, I'm not worried about Mar- Mar- Mark Ingram coming back at all because both of them back there, the production, you don't want Kamara to be 20-plus touches a game. I don't think this team, I don't think the Saints are even going to give it to him, whether it's Terrence West, whether it's Boston Scott who they drafted, maybe they bring in somebody else late. Somebody's going to be taking those touches because the fact is, Kamara won on the touchdown success of last year. We could have that whole discussion about his value as it own. But at the same time, the body mass index and the size of these players does matter to NFL teams. There's a reason why Christian McCaffrey is not going to get 200-plus carries. There's a reason why the Redskins have realized and are going to keep Chris Thompson in more of a theoretic type of role. It's just when you're built like that and you're facing guys that are 6'3", 250, and flying at you 4'4 speed, you're going to get hurt. It's just the truth. And it's you want to try to avoid that. And Kamara could be very much in that realm of not only that, but he might not do better with like go back to Lamar Miller with the Dolphins. When we gave him more touches, not we, but obviously when he got more touches, he was less efficient. He was actually getting similar numbers with more touches. So he was less efficient. That might be the case for Camara too. Let me ask you guys a question. Oh, sorry. Do you want to jump in on something? No, I'm just saying like he's mentioning, we're talking about all these running backs now. If you pick later on in the first, I mean, if you get Hunt or Cook. That's where I wanted to go. Okay, so look. So I want, so these at 11, 12, and 13, according to ADP, I mean, it's really 11.88, 12.06, 12.91. There's Fournette, Gordon, and Cook. Are these panic? Are, are, are there ADPs like maybe five picks higher because they're panic? Because people are like, oh man, like seven running backs are off the board right now. Well, I've got to so. get one. I, see, personally, I don't think so. I think Hunt showed you over the course of the season, yes, he had that month or so, a five-game stretch where it wasn't ideal, but I, I think that's partly him and partly the coaching staff that kind of whatever game plan they had did not work, and they kind of, he was kind of isolated out. But if Dalvin Cook is 100% healthy uh, and you're getting him at the end of the first round, that's, that's great. You're sick of an if, though. Well, I still want to see everything. You, you want to see him running around a bit. You know, before I'm going to go live and put some substantial capital up, I do want to see him in a preseason game and stuff like that. But Fournette had 304 touches last year, and that's a lot of touches. And you think that 
we think they're going to run the ball heavily again, rely on that defense. So he's a guy that, if he can, he's, his problem is that chronic, is it a chronic injury? So I think he could, he could be a value late in the first round too. Jakey, which of these three scare you more, Fournette, Gordon, or Cook? All 11, 12, and 13 uh, NFFC ADP. Huh. Honestly, none of them. Uh, if I had to pick one, it would probably be Fournette because he's got injury concerns dating back to college. I mean, this fact is, and it's always lower foot ankle range. So this might be kind of a, not degenerative, but I, I don't know what the best word for it is. Just a re- recurring, maybe that the fact is that's my only concern for him. But the fact to add on to Matt is people also don't realize Fournette caught 36 balls in 13 games last year for people that think he's just this first and second down non-passing game type of running back I like all of them I want all of them in the first round because I'm getting my bell cow running back Dalvin Cook I love this talent and we saw it last year Fournette the same and honestly Melvin Gordon especially with the loss of uh, Hunter Henry and you look at the wide receiver position now which I, I think is better than people give it credit for but he's still going to be used in the passing game I think they're all first round values but if you made me pick one I'd, I'd say Fournette would be the, the most concerning let me uh, let me just bring in some news we haven't discussed on this network yet is the Aaron Jones suspension he's currently 94th uh, technically 95.46 in NFFC ADP. Um, Matt, how much of a hit is he? Like, let me put it to you this way. Aaron Jones at 94. The next few running backs, CJ Anderson at 114. Dante Foreman at 120. Ty Montgomery technically a running back here at 125. Uh, James White at 126. Devontae Booker at 127. Um, let me throw Des Bryant in at 110. Too. I don't really care about that. Okay, well, I just wanted to for the. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, look, if, if he lands somewhere, Des Bryant to me is like. All right, forget about Des Bryant. Of, the question but, really is about Aaron Jones. Like, Aaron what is Jones, it I'll, I'll welcome him falling down from 94. At 94, I wasn't going to draft him. Yeah. And I think he's probably the best back of the three. Okay. But he still doesn't have the job, and there's, uh, there's Jamal Williams there who's going to have a chance to possibly run with this job. But if Aaron Jones falls to a price that I feel is is the the perfect scenario then I'll, I'll be heavily invested because it's only two games i mean i don't know how the nfl and decides. it's two games when no one's on by yeah i don't like know he how could the be NFL, your third running back anyway i don't know how they decide these suspensions it's kind of weird if you look at them well, it's weed yeah no but he got two games somebody gets three games this guy gets four or five i, I don't know jakey uh, are you dropping aaron jones what did you do in the rankings when the aaron jones suspension was announced with the Jake uh, actually, I've been I've been working on other articles. So I haven't got to his projections yet, but oh, uh, we'll make sure you pick up the Roto Experts exclusive Edge package. Where- yeah. <laughs> I actually just dropped a really interesting article. I'm going to go ahead and publish that out there and use the code All In Kid to get your discount. But it's on the four big quarterbacks that moved last year and looking at their tendencies from how much they target each position, slot, wide out, tight end, and running backs, and then their completion and yards per attempt. Really telling about how it might affect the guys around them of what they're on their teams now. But all that being said, back Whoa, to Aaron Jones. Oh, give us a little sneak what? preview of that. Give me, give us a, how about like a, an example? Okay. That sounds very I'll give, uh, juicy. Uh, two, I'll give you two sneak previews. Jordan, as I've been saying, not surprisingly, Jarvis Landry's value might be a concern. And the all the talk that Matt knows, I've said this on this show, and I went back and fact-checked it because somebody else tweeted it out. The Adam Thielen concern about who wins the third wide receiver job out there, whether it's Kendall Wright or Quan Treadwell, might not be an issue after all, and there might actually just be a concern with Thielen and Diggs in general. But why? Like, so what, did just, you, what are the numbers? What are like no, no, now you gotta go check the link. Uh, that's oh, your Jake, sneak. come on, man! Give, give a little, you get a little taste, man. You can't just put everything behind the firewall. I just gave you. It's free. No, this one's free. This one's not behind the paywall. Oh, it's even better. Yeah. Okay, fine. So now I, 
Hashtag check the link. There you go. Right. So, Sorry, I interrupted you, Jake, before. Uh... <laughs> no, the Aaron Jones. It's fine. Aaron Jones is going to slide back a little bit, but we just talked. I actually, on the On Target podcast today, your friend, Adam Azer, was on. We talked about this. How'd you pull that off? Because we're boys. This is the second time he's been on the show. Impressive. Impressive. <laughs> yeah. right. so, in any Will case... you get upset if he doesn't retweet the link? If he doesn't retweet your tweet about it? When you say oh, Adam Azer was on the show today? Absolutely. <laughs> Will you not have him on again? Hey, I've had somebody not come back on the show because I saw they never retweeted the show. Who is that? You want to tell us about that? No, I won't okay. tell you right, who it was. The least you could do is retweet at least once. I'm not like you don't have to do it all five times I tweet out the show, but at least once. What if what if he hearts it but doesn't retweet it? How do you feel about that? That's the, that's basically the same thing. That's basically I like I don't want to look like a schmuck, but I am. Me and Jake don't always agree, but I, I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes on your show, yeah. and you tweet it out, and they don't have the courtesy. I mean, first of them. Well, they did a courtesy coming on the show in the first place, though. I hear you, but it's, it's kind of etiquette, I, I would think. It's know? it's to it's to grow each other. Is you're on the show for the followers I have that you might not have, and then vice versa. You're tweeting it out so your followers can learn about a cool show that you thought was good enough to be on. I think you come off as a little bit of a prick. If you don't. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. You do. I don't know. You know, yeah. I, you know. Sometimes I don't check Twitter for days. And I'll have like 12 actually, notifications. Are you referencing a – because that, that just recently happened with somebody hearted it but didn't retweet it. I heart a lot of stuff, but I don't retweet it. Just to acknowledge that, okay, you tagged me in something. Anyway, we're getting off track. <laughs> yeah, Aaron, Aaron Jones, Jones. Adam Azer. <laughs> go ahead. Sorry, Jake. Sorry, viewers. So, <laughs> Aaron Jones. Look, the one thing I talked about this, and Matt knows, is I said, if you look at Jamal Williams, best all-around running back, definitively the better pass blocker. He was actually up near the top, and Aaron Jones was one of the worst in the league. Aaron Jones, though, is more explosive. And when we have a situation where we don't know the, what the Packers are going to do, I was taking the cheaper version, and it was Jamal Williams. Now he's going to be more expensive, so I could see myself ending up with more Aaron Jones because there's two scenarios here, and neither would surprise me, and I'm not going to just say – we know for a fact is the fact is the first two games, Jamal Williams could come out, have like 180 yards, a touchdown, and Aaron Jones comes back and he's barely in the mix. There's another scenario because they faced the Bears and the Vikings run defenses the first two weeks where Jamal Williams looks like junk, only gets 70 yards in those two games. And it's actually even better for Aaron Jones because now the team sees that as like, oh, forget it. We're just going to go full steam ahead with Aaron Jones. So that's why I'll start picking up more shares of Aaron Jones now. Are we just totally Ty Montgomery? No. Tyler his Montgomery, role is pass catcher. Yeah, Seven to ten touches. But I mean, in a, in a full point PPR, I want him, but I want him late. Which is ADP here? His ADP? It's like one fifty or something. I don't know, man. I can't control F these sheets. Yeah, well, one twenty five is one twenty nine point two four. Yeah, I want him a little later. <laughs> uh, you know what? Let's go to. I want to talk about Des Bryant. He's at one ten, one ten point eighty in NFFC ADPs. Are people I'll take like him there if, every time? But if Des, if if he lands in a good situation, are we all going to look like idiots for ignoring him and be like, I don't care about Des? I think so because I'm taking him even early. If Des Bryant makes it to the eighth round, I'm taking him. I'm taking Des in like the fifth or the sixth round. Well, so what I was going to say is I've even taken him one time in the seventh. I, I can see the fifth or the sixth. I think the concern is where. He lands, and that's why you don't see him in the fifth or sixth regularly. Because what if he lands in a really poor situation? What if we get close to the season and he just wants to get a job to make sure so he can get his value back for next year and then go into free agency again? That's the only concerning part. And I think that if you know maybe he ends up in like Baltimore alongside Michael Crabtree, like it, that kind of isn't great for his value with Joe Flacco at quarterback. What about well, Buffalo? What if he goes to Buffalo? 
I don't think that's really that good. Still not, that, that's probably just here, as bad as the situation. Here's my problem with Dez. When, it depends when he signs, too. Yeah. You don't want somebody signing late. And he kind of sucked last year, for being honest. Hey, the best he played through every kind of injury. I mean, this guy's always look, hurt. All football it, players do. I mean, the, the game is just so rough. and you, nobody's, sure. nobody's 100% healthy come week six. But he comes back way quicker than, you know, oh, you know he's got a hamstring injury. should be six I'm weeks. Waiting, I, I think there's other guys that I like, uh, receivers, running backs, tight ends, Who, or Jordy even a quarterback Nelson? that I'm going to take before I'm going to take Dez. I'll probably wait till around 10. Jordy. Unless it was an ideal situation there. By the way, this Dez, this like 100 to 130 area, like if I could trade picks, I would just get my two running backs early and then trade everything away for the 100 to 130 area and get a bunch of picks in there. Because we're talking Dez Bryant, Kelvin Benjamin, Marquise Lee. I do like He's slow. He's terrible. Calvin Ridley, Rashard Matthews. All right, let's take a quick break. Maybe we'll start talking ADP in the 100 to 130 area. And uh, dig a little more into who Jake doesn't like for not retweeting things. I think we'll get it out of him. <laughs> Stay tuned. Fantasy Football Frenzy. More coming your way after this. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. (laughs) How timely. Welcome back, everybody. Fantasy Football Frenzy, Maddie Medica. Jake Seely, I'm Corey Parson. Thank you for joining us. We got some fun going on. We teased the 100 to 130 area of ADP. We're looking at ADP all day today, by the way. So get excited. All day today on the show for the next 40 minutes. Uh, we, we do want to thank uh, Jake Seely for taking time out of his um, chat room conversations to join us on the show. So that means a lot to us, Jake. Thank you. And you uh, do such a good job. You had no idea I was helping people in the chat room while we were doing the show. I don't know about that. Multi-talented. Yeah, he is multi-talented, multitasker. Uh, Jakey, uh, big news coming up in the next couple of days about Jake Seeley. So there's a yeah. tease for you. There's a, there's a big tease for you. There's a big tease. Is for he you. pulling a venture? No. No. I, I, that could be many things. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. But that covers a lot. Um, let's take a look at these one. If it's okay with everybody, we're going to take a look at some of these 100 to 130. I don't know. Is that mid round? It's kind of like early mid round, right? Well, one twenty. No, it's like tween. 10 rounds is 120. 10th, 11th round. All right. Mid round then late round, mid late, mid late. All right. Mid late. I like, I like mid late. I'm going to pull it up to 98 because actually I'm going to pull up to 96 because that's Randall Cobb. So you got Randall Cobb, Marquise Goodwin, two below him, Nelson Aguilar. This, I think this is why you can go hard. On running backs early. I don't, I mean, well, I think. What receiver would you want these guys? That's the key. I'd be okay if they were like my number th- two. I think. I think I could go in if I have like some stud running backs, which I would because I'd be at this point. I wouldn't have a quarterback yet. I might have a tight end. I might have like an Evan Ingram. 
because resting on these running uh, these wide receivers later here, like Aguilar or whatever, Marquise Goodwin I kind of like. Uh, Jake, I pulled it up to Randall Cobb because I know you like Randall Cobb a lot. We'll get to that in a second. Um, and then you skip a bunch, and then you go down to 109 with Sterling Shepard, 110 with Des Bryant, 113 with Jordy Nelson, 115 with Kelvin Benjamin, 119 Robbie Anderson, 121 Marquise Lee, the number one wide receiver for Jacksonville, 128 Calvin Ridley, 130 Rashard Matthews, who's a Jake guy last year. You're throwing Kenny Stills, Alan Hearns, who, you know, Brandon Marion Lee in the mock draft was not a fan of Alan Hearns, but he's the number one in Dallas for whatever that's worth. You got Martavis Bryant, who you could take a shot on. Josh Doxson, Kenny Galladay. I mean, these are all mm-hmm. decent names that can help you compile a very good receiving core if you wait on receiver. And we're just looking at this little area from 96 to 130. I mean, let's not go into the 70s. Matt, am I crazy or no? Or yes? Not crazy. I want these guys to be my number three, though. Uh, in a three wide be, receiver league or a two wide receiver league? Uh, three. I, I, I play three wide receiver. Oh, so, so sorry. Be, no, I'm just saying. They'd have to be at least my number three here. We're talking about the 10th round. I, I definitely want to have my three wide receivers. But I want to have my – I want to have three wide receivers and three running backs, you know, filled well before that. And Jake? Oh, sorry. I can get a tight end. I can get a – if I can get a Kyle Rudolph in the eighth round or, you know, wait another round and get a Kittle, depending upon where their stock goes up or down from where we are right now. I think that's, a, that's the plan that I'm going to try and execute. So you want six players and then a tight end, basically. Six or seven players well, and a tight what, end? what quarterbacks are there. I play in six-point uh, passing leagues, so I'm going to value the quarterback more. I'm not going to pay up like, like I have in the past. I'm willing to wait a little more this year, but I'm not willing to wait till you know, in a, as most will do in a four-point pass. Jake, you look at this list, and – We'll get to Randall Cobb in a second. But for those of you who Jake had a nice argument about Randall Cobb in our fantasy mock draft we did last week. But I'm like I'm looking at 121 Marquise Lee, and I'm looking at 134 Alan Hearns, and those are right now two number one receivers on their respective teams that you can get very late. Am I not? Well, a couple more. I mean, you mentioned Galladay, uh, Robbie Anderson. Yep, Sterling Shepard, and everybody you've been naming so far is in my top 50 for receivers. So to your point about loading up on running back, I haven't intentionally been doing this, but the first six rounds for my teams have mostly been three running back, three wide receivers. And then the seventh round, a lot of times I'm taking a fourth running back already because I see it and there's this group of wide receivers that you're talking about that's sitting on the board and still not going for another round or two on ADP. And that's what I continually try to tell everybody with my rankings is you need to study ADP with my rankings. I rank two projections, but that doesn't mean you have to take the guy where I have him. You can look at ADP and say, you know what? While the projections have him three rounds higher, I could still wait and take him another round later, two rounds later, potentially, depending on who I'm drafting with. And to your point, I'm ending up with a lot of Galladay's and a lot of Marquise Lee's and a lot of I, I, who, there was one that you named that I forget. It wasn't Josh. Oh, Mike Williams. I have so much Mike Williams right now. And the fact is, is because the wide receiver position is deeper. And to Matt's point, no, I don't want any of them more as a wide receiver three. But the best part is you can get them all as wide receiver fours, some even wide receiver fives. Well, let's let me point out the big difference here uh, between a lot of what Jake does and a lot of what Matt does. Matt can't trade. Mm-hmm. So you taking four running backs early is almost well, no, it's, it's not. I mean, it's there's it, a strategy. It all depends. It. Look, I want one of these big stud running backs. But if it, if I get the seventh pick or the sixth pick and Antonio Brown falls to me there. I don't know how I'm going to pass that up. Right. So, and I'm, and then come that second round, if, a, if say, a Devontae Adams is there, just to make that point, I'm probably going wide receiver, wide receiver, and I'm not afraid to go, say, running back in, with my next three or possibly four picks 
or in the next four or five rounds, get four running backs and another and another wide receiver. I think that's still you know you got to play to your format. You got to know. You got to keep watching these ADPs. They they're going to change once we start seeing games in the next month. That's going to affect it as well. Follow up question: uh, When you go to the NFFC website uh, to look for these ADPs, and I really do think like. You know, like all things being equal, these are the these are the good ones. Like these are the ones where people are putting money down to. And I know. could add to that too. What? Well, when you go to, it gives you you could pick you know twelve teamers, right? Fourteen. Well, the fourteen. Well, I was going to ask about around. the date range. Yes. How far back should you go with the date range? I usually do it for about a month. Okay. That's the way I do it. But you can also now they have online championships, which are twelve team uh, drafts that happen that night. They're not draft champions where it's spread out over a couple of weeks. Those are, they're going to happen in two hours that night. The draft's going to happen. Gotcha. You can break it down between draft champions if you, if you want to do best ball formats. You can break it down between online championship and you're seeing, you know, what people are doing right now. Jakey, Jakey, uh, I, I would just bring back a few minutes from what we are talking about, the difference between Matt's leagues and your leagues. Here's a majority you can trade. So if you're getting four running backs, are you looking at one of them maybe as like some kind of trade ship down the road? Or are you like, no, guys get hurt. I'm going to keep all of my, my players. Very much more the latter, because one thing you can do in this season is much easier find the waiver pickups of wide receivers off. There's going to be more value there. The running back, sure, every single year it looks like we find about one, maybe two that ends up being a top 15, top 20 running back. But that's because of injury, and it's usually the person behind him. Like I've been talking about Chase Edmonds along with Emory Hunt since the draft, and the fact is if David Johnson goes down, Chase Edmonds could turn into an RB2, but that's banking on injury. It's more so the fact with wide receivers, some of these guys, surprise and turn from wide receiver fives and sixes into wide receivers threes because of opportunities or just because they're breaking out as a whole. They don't need the injury in front of them. So it's the depth of the wide receiver position versus the running backs. Like I'm drafting the four running backs I was telling you about. The fourth in two of the drafts was Marshawn Lynch. I'm not doing that to try and trade Marshawn Lynch because Marshawn Lynch is disrespected anyway. I'm not getting any trade value anyway. You think yeah, Marshawn I, Lynch is it? Oh, go ahead. No, I, I agree with Jake. Look, Ma- you're not going to get the trade. Marshawn Lynch isn't the guy you're trading. Right. You're trading somebody else, and you're hoping Marshawn Lynch uh, pans out to be that running back that you expect because you're getting him at, at a value if he plays those games and is utilized as we expect. So for that, you're not going to do it. But you, you're, you're playing to what, whatever the format is. Some leagues, I know, are three wide receivers on Yahoo. Now they might have changed it where you can do – you know, you can change the positions where it could be tight end flex or tight end wide receiver right. as that guy. So, you know, part of it is knowing how, how your format is, knowing your league. If everybody's going to go early on quarterback, at some point, it, regardless, it's, it's smart just to wait at that point once those good quarterbacks are gone. Or if everybody's going to wait, maybe at some point it's advantageous to take a quarterback a little earlier. Right. Can't, can't do it. <laughs> I'm going to get Eli Manning, I think, in every league again this year. Especially, yeah, look, I, I agree, and everybody's like, Eli has all these weapons. But if everybody in your league is not taking a quarterback, at some point, if Aaron Rodgers is there, you take the best quarterback in the league. Right. right. You, you just don't pass that up. I mean, you, we know how it is in experts' drafts, and we've talked about, I was telling Matt and Corey last week, too, is the fact that if Carson Wentz keeps falling to the eighth round in these expert drafts, we're going to own 100% of Carson Wentz. If you're going to let him fall that far, I'm taking him. I got the Sean Watson in the ninth round of an expert's draft. The fact is, is Matt's, Matt's point is, well, there's too far. For everybody listening for your home league, this is not going to happen. Deshaun Watson's going to the first four rounds. Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are not making it out of there either. But knowing who you're drafting against is why I knew if I didn't take Deshaun Watson 
in the eighth round, he was still going to be there. And if I missed out on him, I would grab Carson Wentz in the ninth round. Is what Matt's saying. Know who you're drafting against. But you know what? I think I don't. I don't think it's fair to say like if you're if you're listening, this is going to happen in your home league. These home leagues are very smart now, man. Like, no, no, there's, there's a players. lot of look. There are like there's still that very, guy. Yeah, if you're the more advanced home league, they'll, they'll be similar to ours. But okay, so maybe they make make it back to the sixth or seventh. Somebody's Matt's point. Somebody's still going to act. I, well, I don't know. Like, yeah, I think you're people gonna have smart people, and you're gonna like. I'll make the my Staten Island league, which I joined a couple of years ago. One of my best friends asked me to partner the team with him. All right. So last year we're sitting down, nice place, Staten Island. We got all this food and stuff. So I've been doing this on the air for a while, almost a year and a half now. Is that it? He pulls out, he pulls out a magazine, and he's telling me this thing that's four months old that they're ranking there, and I'm like, dude, what do you mean? All right, well, fine. People, people are still gonna, as much as you don't believe it, there are people that are just gonna pull out a magazine. And go off of that. I'm that that's, and there's other people that you need to think aren't that advanced, that are well more advanced. Well, I'm just looking at, like, look, we're, we're back to where we were five years ago, where it's running back, running back, running back, running back, running back. So what does that mean? And this whole era of zero RBs is, is over, I think. But the zero RB was it's like such, a It's like a phase it was that so everyone just jumped on. It was so misconstrued. That's true. Because he took Jamal Charles at 1-5. And even me, who loves taking receivers, I don't say I'm not taking a running back. If the right running back is there, I'm taking him. So maybe I have, you know, four, uh, say I had four wide receivers and one running back. Well, my running back could have been in the first round, could have been in the second round, or maybe I took a tight end. Maybe Kelsey fell to me in the fourth round, and I went with Kelsey. But, I mean, are you going to get laughed out of the room, Jake? Like, it's just, I don't know. It seems like it was a fad that passed, and now that it's passed, now you want to do that when no one else is. I mean, are people going to laugh at you if you take Antonio Brown number one overall? Antonio Brown could possibly be Not that. DPR. What if you take uh, Odell Beckham number two? I mean, look, Todd Gurley had a very bad season two years ago. And granted, it was a totally different regime and a different story and everything, but and has that crazy knee injury. So he's not a stranger to injury. Le'Veon Bell could get suspended again at any moment for doing something could stupid. He could hold out the whole year. David Johnson coming off a serious injury. Ezekiel Elliott could get suspended again for some stupid stuff. Alvin Kamara might be in a timeshare by week four. Well, I mean, you could go the other way too, Nando. Look at, the, what was it, two or three years ago? Des Bryant and Jordy Nelson. If you started with both of those in your draft, you were thrilled and both of them got hurt. Season-ending injuries. I mean, the fact is, you could you could look at it any given way. And But I always, uh, this is what I always come back to. You can start and play your draft however you want. Do it how you want to draft. You could take Gronkowski in the second round, go wide receiver in the first, draft Aaron Rodgers in the third, and not draft the running back till the fourth round. Like you could do that. It could work. The point is that the reason why I don't go away from bell cow running back is because you're just upping the risk level on the fact, you know, if Gronkowski plays 16 games and Aaron Rodgers throws for 45 touchdowns, like your team could be the best team. It's just, you're adding a lot of risk of you need those later running backs to hit. And that's, that's really just what it comes down to. Yeah. And like you said, and that's happening with less and less frequency. Well, we're going back to, you know, everybody wants to running back. So that does create a market inefficiency. You have to be able to have a plan and map that out. Thank you. You can't just walk in and say, you know what? I decided I'm, I'm going to go against the grain today. You have to know how is this going to work out? What are the players? Look, nobody's going to be in that exact range, especially on draft day, whether it's a home league or an experienced league yep. or a high stakes league. People are, are going to jump players. And in all honesty, if there's a guy, say, in the, say there's a couple of guys in that sixth, seventh round range, and you say, I'm going to go grab this guy, but maybe you want both of them. So you may have to jump that guy one round and drop the other guy another round. If you really want, if you believe in your projections 
or, or your rankings and all that. And those are the two best players. You may have to move two guys up. I mean, it's all in how you prepare and what you believe in what you prepared. I think people just have short memories. Like So last year, end of first oh, round, I, I grabbed Gurley. Yeah, Start of the next, I grabbed Ezekiel Elliott. And I won every league I did that in. Well, see, that, that was the problem. But if you took David Johnson at, like, you know, number one, you were kind of screwed. But, you know, that, it that, wasn't that a bad pick. Year. It, it, wasn't, it can happen every year. Yeah, it, I mean, David Johnson... <laughs> Was it correct? And it doesn't even have to be injury, Nando. I started the, the flex league the one year I started C.J. Anderson, Justin Forsett, and I still won that league. And both of those picks were the biggest bust you could find that year. I'm just saying it seems like we're chasing fads over and over again. Oh, we always every do year, every it, year, it's like fantasy baseball. No, see, you, eh, you do the same I, thing. I don't, I don't necessarily agree with you, Nando. I think the problem was we chased one fad that worked for one season, and that was the issue. Like Scott Barrett, we, I keep referencing it because he talked about it on the podcast. Jake loves it, Scott Barrett. Was, well, he did the study on it, and it worked in 2015. The zero RB worked for multiple teams, but that was the one year where it truly worked. Outside of that, it's been more of go get your running back early. But even if you don't, you could still win. But that was the one year where zero well, RB was really working. Can we go working. back to NFFC Hall of Famer, our friend Chris Vaccaro? Chris Vaccaro, the inventor of zero RB. And he even says No, he's, not, he's oh. bell cow. But, he was, right. he was, but back then, he was the inventor. He, that's what he did. Years before everybody else was doing it. Right. But he even That's, says that was to it. me. It's an inefficiency. But he even says to me, it wasn't every that I went four wide receivers or something. I took a quarterback or I took a tight end. So it wasn't just, you know, people have, oh, I'm, I'm just going to take four wide receivers and then draft my other position. Yeah. You got to look at what it gives you and what, what you're playing. If you're playing in a six-point touchdown league and you can get Aaron Rodgers and he's going to throw 40 touchdown passes, that's, that's pretty damn good. I got a guy who I think has been disrespected, by the way, uh, just to bring us, you know, bring us back to ADP. And I, well, you guys were talking, I was, I was rectangling his name. Jakey, what if I told you there was a guy out there who, for two straight years, had 100-plus targets, probably average. It looks like eyeballing at like 122. I know Matty Moe can see my screen, so you know. Well, I said I liked him before. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, had almost 2,000 yards combined uh, in two seasons, 16 touchdowns in those two seasons. Last year had an off year. Um, he was traded to an offense he probably did not know, couldn't grasp quickly. What if his name was Kelvin Benjamin? Right now he's got an ADP of 115. He's the number one guy in Buffalo. They got, they got a fresh start at quarterback. I, I was, he I scores was touchdowns to and he catches Benjamin. passes. What's, what's not to like? Exactly. Well, I, now that's exactly what's going to be my guess, and I actually have a decent amount of shares of Kelvin Benjamin, even in PPR, because you know what? If he only catches half the passes like he always does, but he gets 140 targets, 70 receptions for what will be over 1,000 yards and a couple touchdowns, 6-7 possibly, even with whether it's McCarron, Peterman, or Josh Allen, he's still the number one. He's still going to get peppered with targets every single week. When you have a target share that's probably going to be around a fourth of the team, 25%, that's valuable even in PPR. So I think that Kelvin Benjamin is just way too much hate because of the Bills as a whole. He's probably the only Bill, and I'm a Bills fan, yeah, oh, yeah, that I will own this season. Really? And look, it's a perfect scenario. He catches 50% of his passes. Josh Allen completes 50% of his passes. So look, if he he's going to be the red zone guy. Charles Clay, I, I, I would like Clay. I just don't think Clay's going to hold up. I mean, the man's got like 90-year-old man knees. I thought you were going to keep going. No, no, no. No, okay. Well, look, because I... Zay Jones is, the, I think, the argument that you can make. Zay Jones has been tripping out this past uh, offseason. Hey, it's, he's still playing. <laughs> he wasn't catching passes last year. So. That's it. I mean, so can you, I mean, can, why is Kelvin Benjamin 115? There's people why is he behind big, Nelson Aguilar? He's, he's slow. You know, last year, like you said, he, he got traded midseason, came to the offense. Perception. 
But he was, you know, he was targeted there. He had a couple touchdowns in Buffalo. Could you imagine your two receivers being Calvin Benjamin and Sterling Shepard? If you're okay with that, your first eight players could be amazing. Anyway, let's take a quick break. We're going to come back and talk a little more about some disrespected players in ADP. Jake's answering your questions in the chat room. Get excited. It's Fantasy Football Frenzy. We'll be right back with more after this. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Welcome back, everybody. Fantasy football frenzy with Matt Medica. Jake the Beast Seeley. Oh, the Beast is back. The Beast is back. Hope everyone's having a great day so far. Hope everyone had a great fourth. Uh, we should talk about the Roto Experts exclusive edge package. Jake Seeley is a major part of that. Jake Seeley is one of the top rankers in football and baseball. Nice guy. Okay guy. Decent, <laughs> decent person. Uh, but a lot of Jake Seeley brain being spilled all over those figurative pages. Uh, along with Scott Engel, Fantasy Hall of Famer. Matt Medica's got a couple articles written in there. Do. Frank, Florio, I assume, have articles. Jake, maybe you should be yeah. talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> Florio has one. <laughs> okay, there you go. Florio's got an article. So, yeah, Florio has an article. Frank's got, I think, two. So, they're in there. Yeah, they are in there. Brandon Murchison, I think he was Fantasy Football Writer of the Year last, a couple years ago. Brandon Murchison's in there a bunch. Uh, I mean, who else? We got new people this year. Somebody who's a former defensive lineman looking at the top f- 15 defensive lines, which is inter- interesting. Dane even did a piece. So, you got Dane in there, too. Dane oh, Martinez. Dane Martinez. Dane and Jake in the morning, man. Like that. Like that. If Dane asks a question Jake doesn't like. No time for answers. Jake goes right to the chat room. <laughs> Let's get back to ADPs. Oh, just go to rotoexperts.com, put in code all in kid. My vote was Jakey Jakey. It was shot down. Such that would have worked last year. It worked last year. It's catchy. All in kid is boring. Yeah, no offense, Jake. It was all capitals last year. Not. What? People might get confused. They're going to put the hyphen. No, it wasn't yeah, hyphen. Like it was kid. all capitals. Jake yeah, Allen Seeley. <laughs> Uh, number 150, Jake, and I know this is going to hit uh, near and dear to you because you love Michael Thomas so much on a yeah. personal level Yeah, because he came on our show. Cam Meredith sitting at 150 right now, and he's lined up to be the number two in New Orleans. I know he missed an entire season, um, but I don't know, man. I look at that, and I was like, Deshaun Jackson's at 149. I'm not playing that game anymore. DJ Moore is 147. Like, if you really like him, you'll go after him. Kenny Galladay's in the mix there. Tyler Lockett. I don't know, Paul Richardson, Ted Ginn. Uh, Cam Meredith in that group just jumps out to me. Right? Or am I crazy? Oh, I'm, I'm with you. I just wrote about him the other day. The fact is he could be what people wanted Willie Sneed to be last year with more touchdown upside pushing Ted Ginn into the old Dante Stallworth type role with, hey, you know, you show up three times a year after catching a 40-yard touchdown, but that's really all we're asking you to do. And Cameron Meredith is a better all-around skill set. The only question here 
is if Cameron Meredith is healthy. And I think the biggest thing is you kind of touched on it a little bit. There is the fact that the bears seem so like, reluctant to even care about what was going on with Cameron Meredith, that even though the saints bought in and say, they're fine with him being hundred percent, that maybe he's not. And I think that's the only concern is you have one team that didn't care at all. And then you have another that bought into him, and you didn't really hear much outside the saints and the bears with the injury question is the, but if he's hundred percent, even if he's 95% of what he was, I think that I'm, w- I'm with you. I think that Cameron Meredith has wide receiver three potential. I think those are some interesting names. You had Meredith. Who is this? Oh, I can't recall anything. I said five minutes. Uh, look, I'll just read him. Uh, look at Kenny Galladay's in the Kenny mix Galladay. there. Kenny DJ Galladay. Moore, I, yeah. It depends how this it's been. Tate's been the guy with the 90 receptions year in and year out. Does that, change at all i don't know because there's no eric ebron as bad as we joked about him having no hands and stuff i think he was the number five uh tight end from weeks nine to 16 yep so you know that's going to open up some more things but i'm saying yep like I, yep yeah but uh it, it's, it's yeah, it was number 10 yeah Go ahead. <laughs> number five, of course but, uh, it says it right here in the sheets <laughs> but uh that that to me how that winds up playing out i mean marvin jones really took a step up with jones and galladay together is Galladay going to hurt him? And, you know, Tate has been so solid. I just, I might be a little, I'm not off him, but he's not as high in my rankings maybe as everybody else. You're talking about Galladay? Uh, Golden Tate. Like, Golden. I, I really like the guy. I've always drafted him high. I might have him a few slots back where everybody else is. Is anyone, I mean, like, let's say Deshaun Jackson's available. You get around after your kickers and defenses. And someone's just like, here's a free pick. Well, it's, I, it's, I just don't want Chris Godwin love that everybody's right on. So if everybody believes Chris Godwin's going to be the guy, I, I think Deshaun Jackson's a, basically a best ball guy or you know, a, a bench guy. That's that a perfect you, place for him. Yeah, that you're putting in. That but you're really, getting him for free. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm yeah, but it's and he's jamming up a spot in a way that's the bad opportunity cost for you. Like, wouldn't you rather take a shot on like a Matt Breda? I don't no. like to have a Matt Breda. Oh, uh, Jake, come on, really? No, because the fact is, I think people disrespect Deshaun Jackson too much because even in his prime, the frustrating thing about Deshaun Jackson is you get half good games and you get half frustrating ones because he's inconsistent and he's big play, touchdown base type of wide receiver. But the fact is, if he's back to 100%, he was also banged up last year. You had the Jameis Winston in and out of the lineup last year. The fact is, if he gets back to, and at this point of his career, it's obviously questionable, but even like 90, 95% of what he used to be in those peak years, and Jameis Winston was on the pace that he was for last year, throwing for 4,900 yards over 16 games, he's going to have wide receiver three, four value. So that's why I think it's not exactly the similar situation. Obviously the risk and why he's free is if Chris Godwin does jump him at this point of his career. Now you have somebody just toss away, but if you toss away a 14th round pick, I have no problem with that. Uh, You know, for me, it's not even like, it's not even like the Chris Godwin thing. It's just think of it. Like you have a week Monday to Friday and on Monday, Wednesday and Friday, you have these great days, eat a great (laughs) meal. It's sunny out. But on Tuesday and Thursday, like, the most terrible things happen to you. Like, you break your ankle walking down the street, uh, you know, and then on Thursday, uh, you get food poisoning for the entire day, and you have diarrhea all day from 12 to 12, from 12 to 11.59. I, I don't think it's that bad. But I'll, that's what Deshaun I'll Jackson is to me. So did you have a good week? Maybe if you added everything up, like, let's say you got engaged on Wednesday, like, yeah, I had a good week. But if you go into that week, you're like, uh, I had, you know, three good days and two really terrible ones. That's the Sean Jackson to me. And you don't know when it's going to come. It's not like I predicted that Wednesday was going to be a good day. Because no, I, it's, I'm, I'm not arguing it, but like, say I needed. 
I get the best ball is the only place I would ever put Deshaun Jackson on one of my teams. That's I'm not fair. saying I, I wouldn't draft him in a uh, regular league, but yeah, he's definitely somebody I would rather have. In that guy. It's not even like a matchup thing. Like it just if a guy trips covering Deshaun he, Jackson, he's an 80 yard catch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's it. He'll lose you because he's sitting on your on your roster at the very end instead of like a I don't know. How about D.D. Westbrook? Is that a better example? That with some someone no, some upside. Just, yeah, there's too many people there. Matt Breda. I'll go back to Matt Breda. We're well, all I mean, of this Jarek McKinnon thing. And- Matt Breda, I mean, if I, have, if I have McKinnon, I would like to have a, like a Matt Breda backup and stuff like that. I got a name for you. LeGarrette Blunt. No. Matt Patricia brought him with him. Yeah, but, I mean, what's LeGarrette Blunt get? Like a and million dollars or something? Johnson. I, I, I think Kerry Johnson really has a chance to do something nice. I'm not saying I'm going out of my way to draft Kerry Johnson, but I think the opportunity will present himself present itself. Can he capitalize it is, is the other question. Jake, uh, since you're part of the chat, are there any good questions in there? Anyone want to know anything that we can answer on air for them? I mean, I, I kind of already answered the questions that were question worthy. Oh, well, maybe Matt would like his opinion heard. <laughs> I, don't know. I mean, I can scroll through. I mean, I, now I have to scroll back up. Okay, here. Uh, it's solo. I really like yeah. the Demarius. I really like Demarius Thomas this year. I think people will sleep on him slightly in drafts. Matt, what do you think of Demarius Thomas while I go find his number? I, I mean, I, I still like him. I'm not as high on Case Keenum this year as I was last year. I was kind of his biggest cheerleader. Uh, but, look, he's, he's the number one. I, if I had the choice, though, if I knew I could get, like, uh, Emmanuel Sanders a couple of rounds later yep. and either get a running back in that situation or another wide receiver, I might go that route. Demarius Thomas uh... – ADP 44.26. He's the 45th player off the board in NFFC. Oh, it's Solo getting greedy now, but he wants to know AJ Green or Doug Baldwin. <laughs> now he's getting greedy. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go AJ Green, but I really love Doug Baldwin. I, hey, I can make a lot Nando. of cases for yeah. Doug Baldwin. Hashtag check the link again. You can go look up at the case Keenum, Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders in the article. Is that Jim Day? Is that Fantasy Taz? Yeah. In the chat he's room? Been joining us. Yeah, he's been in the chat room the past couple times. What's up, dude? Yeah, he called in the other day. I, I heard that. I didn't know he was still just hanging out in the chat room. That's awesome, man. I love Jim Day. Yeah. Shout out, Jim Day. That's my Yay. Corey. Yeah, that's my Corey. But I do love Jim Day. <laughs> Great dude. Fantasy Taz. I believe that's still his Twitter handle, right? Yep. I don't know. I assume. You know what I'm saying? You got to do that after Corey, too. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I should have <laughs> worn the shirt. I should have worn the shirt. No, you wore green for the beast. I just wore green. I didn't think I was going to be hosting the show today, so I want to nice... like your Bill Bixby. Green for when you get angry. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what it is. When you go downstairs and you got to, you know, slap Sussman and Florio in the around. I would never. Oh, look, look, look who else is in there, Matt. Lance Davis? No. Football game plan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, man. If you're watching this and you're enjoying this, go check out the greatest fantasy football mock draft ever. Because it was, I think it was the greatest mix. I, I don't know. You bailed because you're going to get your new place, right? Yeah, I got a bunch of stuff. You didn't bail. You said you couldn't do it. Uh, Jake's on it, obviously. We put Jake on the TV down here, which he hates. Yeah, no, uh, Brandon, I, I did see that, and I was like, I was smiling. Yeah, because you know, because <laughs> you know, know Jake, Jake hates it. Every minute. Of that. <laughs> <laughs> but Jake, if we did, if we put you back here behind us. No one would have seen you because of all the chairs and people. So. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, you're fine. Yeah, it was uh, better than being in the back. Brandon Marianne Lee was part of it. Emery Hunt for football game plan. Uh, dropped a couple names that I had not heard, so I ran out and Googled them. Uh, <laughs> right? 
that's, that's why you watch that. this is for that kind of stuff. Like you said, it, it was a very good mix of all different. Uh, and unfortunately, Andy Singleton got a little roughed up afterwards. Yeah, it's not, that's not fair. I mean, we weren't like, trying to do that. You know, like, that's fine if you want to say it, but then stick around six months later for when maybe yeah, he's no, right. I mean, like I said, I didn't have I, well, my argument was with Jarvis Landry, and I'm, and I'm kind of shortening him in a full point PPR. Right. So in a half point PPR. Half point PPR we did because that's the new Yahoo standard. Yahoo's changed their rules. Everything's Yahoo 0.5 PPR. Has higher... Hey, and no, like well, everything, you know, Nando. What's up? What's up, Jakey? I said like everything. They're just they're, they're just following the Olin kid style. Oh, that's what it is. You know, I actually said I like 0.5 PPR before Jake did, so. Sure. <laughs> Brandon Marion Lee was talking about Michael Gallup. She had, a, she had a good argument about him I thought was kind of neat. I mean, I could see it. I'm not, he, look, I think the bet, rookies that I kind of like is the, is the kid Anthony Miller with the Bears. I think he's going to have an opportunity. I'm not really going out of my way to be scooping up rookie wide receivers like even uh, Calvin Ridley's in a good spot, but I think it makes Mohamed Sanu better. Because if Mohamed Sanu is moved, as we've spoken about on the show, I think he has a better p- position for him to play. And like you say, it's it's tough. We had a couple of years ago where every first round wide receiver was great. Yeah, but more than not, it's not the case. You know who I wanted to bring up, and we don't have time uh, for the YouTube. We gotta let YouTube go. So, uh, Jake, take us out of YouTube. I miss the beast mm-hmm. taking us out of YouTube. <laughs> Stick around for the fancy BFS who decide that we have to leave early for the YouTube channel. So we'll see you guys tomorrow. Oh, I would you rather have them start late? I mean, it's really no, it's, just, a, it's a tough choice to make. It is. I mean, possibly. <laughs> it, they, 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 they never get the short end. We always do. Thank you. Stick around for the fantasy BFFs. We love Jake. This is still good on podcast. We love you all. Thanks, hey, Fantasy Taz. <laughs> hope to see you soon. Emery Hunt, I know I'll see you soon. Lance Davis, thanks for the all-caps love. That we're still we're still around here for radio, for TV, podcast. Yeah. However, you listen to it. So let's bring up the guy I wanted to bring up. Jay Ajayi, number fifty. Couldn't it be the bell cow for Philadelphia. I can't see how he's not. I, well, I mean, I'm sure there are ways that he could not be. But uh, I look, if he was the bell cow, I'd be very in. I just think they're going to split that backfield up for now. I mean, the question is, can Sproles stay healthy? But he wasn't getting. Where did he get these twenty plus carries and stuff, or, or touches? Doesn't have to nope. be carries. I heard a note from Jake. Yeah, no, that's, I, that's I, what makes I, it fun. It, that's the, no, because that's the point. Doug Peterson is this. It's this whole coaching tree that you have to be concerned about that doesn't use a, a focus in the backfield. In the entire history, four years now, we have there are actually three years now. Is the two things have not happened. He's only given. Two games with 60-plus snaps, and then two or three games with 60-plus percent of the snaps. Two different things, just so you understand. But all those were Darren Sproles. They're all Darren Sproles. Nobody else is even getting over 45 snaps or 45 percent regularly. And that's the issue, is Peterson does the split backfield. You have the same concern now with the Colts and Frank Wright and that whole team saying today that don't expect the bell cow in this backfield because it's that coaching tree. It's that coaching tree model that comes from Andy Reid originally that just likes to share the backfield. Yeah, Darren Sproles is that free guy who, in a bye week and a full point PPR, you just love to insert. Yeah. Let me go back to this for a second, though, J.H.I. They traded for him. I like Jay. Went out and it's got not him. that I don't like him. Yeah, I know. I mean, maybe if the argument if Jay is... Jay was on the Giants. But I'm saying, Jake just made the point. If your argument is that this year that he's got the whole offseason right. and they're going to center... Right. I have him like circa 20 in, in my running back ranks. 
And I really can't go higher because I don't foresee him getting more of the workload that he should. For me, it's a cause and effect thing. Like maybe Peterson didn't have that guy he could count on to be his bell cow. I could see that argument that you Jake? know they have him, but no, because he has. He's had opportunities. All right, fine. That was very definitive. <laughs> Get that energy up, Jake. I'm sorry the YouTube chat room isn't I mean, here no, for but you. But I would anymore. like to see a judge. Still on TV. Get an increased role. I just don't. How about Alex Collins? Would you rather have Alex Collins or Jay Ajayi? I would take Alex Collins. Collins. I think I would too, but Collins is four below Jay Ajayi. He's 54. Ajayi is at 50. Yeah, but that's it. Uh, don't be, don't I know, be I afraid. Know. No, but I want to tell, don't be afraid of like, oh, his ADP is uh, seven spots higher. I, I, I can't take him over him. Take who you, who you believe is the better play, who's going to get you the most. Whoever you think is going to score the most points is who I'm going to take. Jake, uh, in a standard league, would you want Deion Lewis, Alex Collins, or Jay Ajayi? Uh, Collins, not even a question. Who would be your number two? Uh, Jay Ajayi. Now, backfield for the Titans, like it's, it's going to be 50-50. I, I, like the Derrick Henry thing, was, like, I joked about it the other day. It was like, that was a ha-ha moment where it was like, ha-ha, I tried to tell you. I don't you know, do that a lot, but I like to sometimes. Oh, I've never heard Derrick you Henry, say I told you so or anything like that. Yeah, never, never. Derrick Henry wasn't going to have that backfield to himself, but at the same time, somebody just actually covering the team earlier today said this, is that Derrick Henry could have uh, more snaps, more carries, more use, but Deion Lewis could have more production as in yards and for performance and fantasy purposes. And I don't think he's wrong. I mean, I could see Deion Lewis ahead of him. I could see Derrick Henry ahead of him, but that's the issue. This could be a 50-50 backfield the entire season and frustrate you every single I, week. I kind of said that a few months back when we did that You said that before draft. Jake, right? When we did that mock draft. And I, <laughs> look, they brought – Deion Lewis was really good last year. He was really good – Okay, he has had problems staying healthy in the past, but you know, he's a running back. You can say that about anybody. Right. But follow the money. They went after him. They gave him good money. He's there. And he fills a role that the other guy can't do. He's not a third down back, you know, uh, uh, Henry. So, I mean, Lewis, where he goes, I really like him. Derrick Henry or LeGarrette Blanchick? Mm, Derrick Henry. That's that's another easy one. But I do. Okay, you want me more excited? I'll go back to the Derrick Peterson has never had. He had DeMarco Murray and he ruined him by using him as this committee piece. So there you go. That's when he was an OC, not a head coach, though. It's still OC, still part of it. Yeah, but he I mean, who knows what the dynamics are there with the OC and the head coach and who wants to do what, right? He's he's had a significant amount since he came over there of input as control. Was that the year that they wanted to make DeMarco Murray looked bad because it was his uh, contract <laughs> No, year. they just don't know how to use him. <laughs> now, wasn't there a year when everyone was worried DeMarco Murray is in the last year of his contract they're going to run him ragged? Or was that Darren McFadden? I'm confused now. Thank you all for joining us. We hope you had a lovely time. <laughs> Shout out to Sean McCormick and Reed. We'll see you all tomorrow. I won't. Corey will. I'll see you some other time.